Welcome to the Imperfect Leader Podcast. I'm Scott Neal, your host. On today's episode, I sit down with Thomas and Tabitha Reese, owners of Ghost Harbor Brewing Company in Elizabeth City, North Carolina. I learned so much about the brewing industry, and I know you will as well. If you will, please go by iTunes and check out some other episodes we have available for you and give us a five-star rating. You can also leave comments and questions. I read each one, and we want to always improve the podcast, and we need your help to do so. Sit back now and listen to Thomas and Tabitha Lutz. Welcome, guys. Glad to have you here. Good morning. Thanks for having us. Good morning. Thank you for having us. We're glad to be here. Well, it's a real honor. I want to introduce you guys to the audience so they get to know you a little bit. So let's uh, start with your family. Tell us a little bit about your family. How long you guys have been married? Uh, where'd you meet? How many kids you have? And then we'll jump into some other things. Go ahead. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I remember how we met. So yeah. um, no, we, uh, Thomas and I have been married for 14 years. We uh, grew up in Virginia Beach. Went to high school together, started dating right after high school, been together for 16 years, married 14. Well, great. And we have three children. Three kids, boys, yep. girls, ages. Um, they, what? well, our oldest is 18, or 17 today. <laughs> it's the 18th. So. Yeah. Um, so she's 17, and then we have another daughter that's 12, and then we have a little boy who's six. That's great, and I'm sure they keep you busy. Oh, yeah. Yeah, great. <laughs> Well, you guys are owners, as I mentioned, of Ghost Harbor Brewing Company here in Elizabeth City, North Carolina. Uh, where are you guys located, and how long have you been there? Yeah, we're located at um, at six zero six B East Colonial Avenue uh, is our is our exact address. It's in a it's in a recently uh, rejuvenated um, historic alley for uh, called Palin's Alley. Right. Um, uh, we opened our doors December twentieth of two thousand seventeen. So okay, so less than a year. You guys are coming up on your first year anniversary. Yes, sir. Yeah. And uh, you guys remodeled an old building, is that right? Yes, or sir. Was there anything there before, or you built it in the alley, or it was an old building? What was the deal with that? Yeah, it was an old, it was an old building. It was more or less kind of an abandoned building. Uh, when we came in, it was dirt floors. We actually crawled through a literal hole in the wall to get, really? to get inside. Yeah, it began its life uh, in the late 1800s as a uh, horse uh, stable and livery. Um, and then through, you know, on into the 1900s and then eventually in the 70s, I want to say it was the last time it was used as a storehouse for one of the uh, general stores downtown. Wow. So you guys went in there in this dilapidated building, small building, and completely remodeled it. Yes, sir. It looks cool. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, I went in there a few weeks ago, and it is, it's amazing. I yes, mean, sir. It's a great atmosphere. <laughs> why, why Ghost Harbor, the name? What, where did that come from? Well, we were we were brainstorming names for the brewery, um, and we knew that uh, one of the um, I guess you'd call it taglines or catchphrase for Elizabeth City is the harbor of hospitality. Right. The slogan right. is the harbor of hospitality, um, and we were just you know just thinking about the area um, and uh, you know our building and you know just kind of the really just deep and rich history of our of our area, and just kind of came up with Ghost Harbor. Yeah, I love the name. Yeah, love you. the look, love inside of it. It's just great. It's just a great experience to even just walk down the alley and to go into the Ghost Harbor Brewing Company. It's just really cool. I think it's a great atmosphere for people to come to. Um, why Why a brewing company in Elizabeth City? Like, that's that's not something, you know, the average person says, okay, we're going to do something in Elizabeth City. A lot of times it's a, it's a restaurant or it's another pizza place. But you guys want to do a brewing company. So why a brewing company in 
in Elizabeth City? It's it's really funny. It's kind of it's hard to describe, really. You know, we I started home brewing, um, and you know, luckily I've, I've had a lot of hobbies and you know had a lot of business ventures. I've I've tried to start, and uh, this is one uh, brewing beer was one that uh, Tabby could get on board with. Uh, she's a, a craft beer fan as well, and um, you know, we lived here. We moved here in two thousand and seven, and we had seen that the downtown area, you know, kind of start to slow down a little bit uh, as far as you know foot traffic and things to do. Um, and you know the beer I was brewing at home was starting to get you know better and better and uh you know he said hey it, it seemed like every time I went to change paths or one door would close it just I got kept getting get steered right back into it um and then it just the stars aligned we met uh George and Blair Jackson they actually own own the building and he had a vision for a brewery as well um, and we kind of put our ideas together. Uh, he said, "Hey, I've got the building, and you know, you have a the, the you know the brewery uh, idea." And um, you know, we ended up working out a lease on on the building. Uh, you know, he he did a lot of the, the build out at the beginning, and um, it just kind of came together that you know, I, it's really hard to describe uh, other than you know. It was our home, and yeah. we wanted we you know we we just wanted to build build it in, in our home. That's great, yeah. Tabitha. What did you think when when Thomas said, "I want to build a brewing company in Elizabeth City"? Were you on board at the very beginning, or were um, you like, I actually oh, remember the exact moment. Um, <laughs> he came inside. He was uh, he had just bought like I think he was probably on his first batch, and Thomas has always wanted. He's he's tried different things, and I've always known he's you know he's got to work for himself one day he's got to he's good at it he knows that he's he's just got like a really well-rounded sense of business um and then technical abilities just whatever he gets a hobby and he figures it out or he if, if there's a problem he figures it out he fixes things he just so for me he came in the garage from the garage and I was sitting at our kitchen table and he's like I can do this for a living one day I'm gonna do it and I just looked at him and I was like that'd be perfect but his beer was awful. <laughs> and then he just, and I was like, well, you know, if you ever get actually good at this, you know, I'm on, I'm on board. And it, it wasn't, it didn't take long. So how long did it take you from your, your brewing your first batch at home to Tabitha saying, okay, this is good. And I think you could actually do something with it. I would say, you know, it's funny. I started out brewing, um, and like she said, it was terrible. Uh, and, and that's what, that's what hooked me was it, it beat me. I was like, mm. okay, you know, I thought for, yeah, you know, I, I was like, Hey, I'll brew a batch of beer and see how it goes. Well, it, it turned out terrible. <laughs> so I just got the bug to, to figure it out. Um, so just kind of quickly progressed from extract brewing to all grain. And then I, I knew that I had to do a lot. You had to brew a lot to be able to learn quickly. So it was, once twice a week um and it started out me trying to give it away because it's too much for anybody to be able to drink sure. so give it away to, to friends and family who politely declined uh, <laughs> and then eventually they said oh no I, yeah i'll take that during um, that time did, were you discouraged no okay no so that yeah. was just a passion to go yes. i'm gonna win I'm yeah gonna figure this thing out exactly so you just accepted that mm -hmm. the first at at the beginning, it wasn't going to be great. Yes. You just accepted that. Yeah, okay. yeah. I, I welcomed those because I, I I would learn every yeah. time. I would figure out something something every time. Yeah. So um, it, now that's not a typical um, desire that the average person has to just brew a great beer. So how did you get hooked into that? Like, why was that something? Did you grow up with that? Were you around a brewery as a kid or a teenager or Tabitha? Were you or how did that love kind of get and that passion? 
started in you? It, yeah, we've always been uh, fans of beer. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I think uh, since slightly before we, we could drink beer, we were, we were drinking beer. But right. um, <laughs> uh, then we got introduced to the world of, of craft beer when it started to really take, a, you know, take off and, and boom. And, you know, just the, all the flavors that were yeah. there. Um, it was, you know, we'd always grow up drinking, you know, BMC, Bud Miller, Coors, whatever was on mm-hmm. sale. Uh, yeah. So uh, to be able to be open to the world of craft beer and all that was there. So to be able to make something that had that kind of flavor was uh, was what really started. The, and how know. does But how does a person figure out how to do that? I mean, you literally go to Google or YouTube or you buy a book in your local bookstore, How to Brew Beer. I mean, how do you figure that out and you do it in home? So how do, how do you get going with that? So for me, it was buy every book I can get my hands on, um, listen to podcasts. Uh, I, I had a I, so there are podcasts that help you brew beer. Oh yeah, really? definitely, definitely. Um, the Brewing Network, shout out to those guys. Yeah, um, you know they changed my life. You know, being able to, I used to drive to work. Uh, it was about a fifty minute drive to and from, and um, I would listen to podcasts. And every day was you know, close to two hours of of an education, um, mainly uh, Brewing Network. Um, there's the Beer Smith podcast. Um, and a couple others that, that escaped me. But Now, where were you working at that time? What were you doing? I was working, uh, at the time, I was working for a, a heavy equipment rental company. Okay. I had started out as a technician with them and then moved into service managing and then eventually had gotten into uh, managing one of their locations. Okay. And the whole time you're just dreaming about eventually owning your own brewing company. Yes. Did you, did you actually at that time know that you would one day own a company yes. that brews beer? Okay. Yes. So you had that at the very beginning. Yes. Never never did you think, I'll just do this at home just as a hobby or something. You actually had a goal of brewing enough for, for people to purchase eventually yeah. in life. Yes. Wow. Yeah. It was either that and then also competition brewing. Okay. That's when I was saying earlier that it seemed like I kept getting steered back into um, opening the brewery early on. We had, a, we had a path for us to go to be able to open, and then that door got slammed shut. Um, and I was, I was discouraged, but I said, okay, well, you know, I'll go do some competition brewing. Um, it's just home brewers and you just submit them to local competitions and get some medals. And I said, you know, I'll, I'll do that. And then eventually, you know, that'll, I'll work my way in through that path to be able to get back on to the idea of opening a brewery. But it wasn't, you know, it wasn't a week later, uh, the door opened back up again to, to the brewery. But I, from very, very early on, I, I wanted to, I knew I wanted to do it commercially. And I started putting brewing practices in place for that, you know, specific using certain types of ingredients and processes that, um, you know, home brewers maybe wouldn't use. Um, I, I was implementing them very early on. Yeah. And Tabitha, the whole time you just kind of stood on the sidelines and watched, or were you involved in this? Did you help him brew at home, or uh, did you ever think you would actually be partnering with him to? own a business one day or yeah what? I, I i think our dream like i've always just i knew i was like if he if he does something and i can get in on with you know the idea of it um thomas had a marine electrical business um back in 2009 ish i don't know uh 10 maybe and i was like well if this took off you know it, and it never really did much. And I was like, well, maybe I'll do admin stuff for him or, you know, whatever. So the dream to always work together on our own business was been there for him to lead it and me kind of support. And that's really how this came. And that's how we how we function now. I'm kind of his support. Um, and he leads the he leads the show. So I like 
I like being, but we've dreamt about every aspect of it together. We talk about it, like, to the point where my kids are like, oh, my gosh, they need to just shut up. Like, you know, we've traveled. We listen to the podcast together. The kids are in the back like, oh, gosh, why, here we go again. Right. But, you know, from ideas that don't work to ideas that did work or, you know, naming things or coming up with, you know, it's always been back and forth. So it's and been an entire family commitment to make yeah, this happen. Yeah, it's yeah. – uh, the passion for the this for craft beer and the whole um, the whole business is a passion that we both share, and I don't think we'd get that anywhere else. I don't think we no. found another business that we both just loved and wanted to just learn more about and hear more about, try it, you know, offering it to friends. It was a product that you could just get excited about yeah. um, instead of you know, I don't know, other people getting excited about their what they do, but I. This is the only one I probably right. <laughs> yeah. we could share this this much together. So now you I have really enjoy it. I'm I'm ignorant in in the in the whole beer world and all those different things. So I'm asking some questions that maybe most of our audience might already know, but I'm I'm learning. So you have your your standard uh, product that you that you make. It's your brand, your flavor, your 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 um, product. I assume you're working on some other things on the side, like different flavors, different, or is this it? Or do you improve on that now still? Or how does that work? Well, for us and the size brew house that we have, it gives us a lot of versatility. So um, to date, we opened December 20th. To date, we have rolled out, I want to say they're 26 or 27 different um, styles of beer. Wow. So, um, and that's one thing, again, to feed the passion for me being a brewer is just, you know, coming up with, with good ideas and different types of, you know, beer to, to, to bring to market. Um, you know, and it's, it's really, it's, it's, it's really fun. You know, I, I, luckily, of course I want to be there one day where I just have, you know, maybe six or so flagship beers where that's where we just bang those out to, to, to put into our major distribution circuits, but to always have the, uh, you know, to always be able to be versatile and come up with something, you know, crazy. We, we brew a lot of our stuff still to style. We don't, you know, not a lot of wonky ingredients and stuff. It's still, you know, there's, there, there is a very strong market for just a very, very good brewed, very right. well done two style craft beer. Yeah. And that's, that's really where, 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 you know, our focus is on doing that, but also being able to bring, you know, there's over a hundred different beer styles at this time, you know, right wow. now that's uh, updated the, uh, the BJCP guidelines. Um, and so that gives me a lot of different things to play with just brewing them to style. Yeah. Um, and Tabitha, are you his main, uh, person to flavor and <laughs> I like this, I don't like this, or do you have a group of guys and girls that you kind of go to and say, Hey, I need your feedback. How does that work? Yeah, we, we start, um, we start with real basic. Is it good? Yeah. Is it good? And then if, you know, it's not good, then we let it sit for a while usually. And then eventually it will come into itself. But that's the first question. Is it good or isn't it? Because when you're in a craft beer market, that's pretty much very young. Um, yeah, it's, it's a young market. We're the only brewery in, in our town. So you have to make good beer and then ask to be to style. And that's, that's how we believe to be so we have always tested it out he gives it to me i always say ugh. <laughs> you know i, I am i'm so how judgmental. often do you say that no like, I, not I think so much every anymore. beer she no. says that just about no, everyone no i don't um <laughs> i've gotten a little bit better 
Um, but like at first when he was still homebrewing, I'm, he would be like, why are you so critical? And I'm like, because no one else might, you know, tell you honestly what they right. think or whatever. But I've gotten to the point where he's just really consistent with what he does. And he's, he's, he's grown into just making really great beer and I don't have much to, uh, to uh, say bad about it anymore. I, I try to make sure that we don't pick up any off flavors. We've tried to, um, make that off flavors in beer. One thing you don't, you don't want to, and getting to know those, um, has been, you know, a challenge in itself, just because if you don't run into a beer with an off flavor, you won't know it. And you don't want that in your own beer. Explain what that means. An off flavor flavor is uh, Thomas. Um, (laughs) you know, a lot of times I think out of the top 10 off flavors in beers, seven of them are related to yeast. Um, you know, you, you make, we, as brewers, we make this, um, you know, sugar, hoppy water, um, that tastes very terrible. It's called wart. And then we'll transfer that over into a, a fermenting vessel and then we'll pitch yeast into it. They're the ones that make uh, delicious beer. Um, so f- for me, my philosophy on it is, is that's where my focus is, is on the things that actually are making beer. So you, you put s- steps in place where, you know, you make sure that your yeast are, are viable, um, that you have enough pitch to where they're going to be able to ferment your product. It's uh, where they're going to, you know, you, you control the temperature and their environment to make sure that uh, your product's going to come out clean and fermented well. It's really, you know, that's, that's, that's my, my main focus on it is, is doing that. You can, you can brew a beer and the recipe may be a little off. Uh, hops clash or your malts don't really work good together, something to that effect. But if it's fermented cleanly, it'll still be a, it'll still be a good beer. Um, you know, it may not be great. You know, it's not going to be something that, you know, that people line up to get, but it'll be, it'll be drinkable. Yeah. Um, yeah. So really that's you know, keeping, keeping those off flavors. And there's some associated with water. Uh, that you got to keep an eye out for. Um, one thing that we're pretty proud of is we take good old Elizabeth City water, and I I don't filter it or or I do anything. I mean, I treat it to there's chloramines you got to work with to get those out, um, and then add a little bit of calcium back into it. But other than that, you know, it's it's good water. So that means I'm running a lot of water labs and keeping an eye on right. things and in contact with the people down at the uh, you know the water sanitation department just to make sure everything's still you know they, those guys are very consistent. It's yeah. very often not very often that something comes out that I have to really keep an eye on for or adjust for. But um, and do you have someone in training that you're kind of teaching how to do this too? So are you are the person making? All the beer right now. Yeah, right now I make. Yeah, I okay. do all. The, yeah, I make all the beer. We actually. I'm in. Uh, I found a, a young home brewer um, who's in the Coast Guard, uh, and the kid's good. You know, he's good. He he's, he he looks at beer the same way that, that we do, as far as hey, just ferment it cleanly and focus on those things. And he's he's a good kid. Um, yeah, yeah. Looking at bringing him on board here in the near future. I, I, I realize I, I need to separate sales from production for us yeah. to grow because right now they're the same person, which is me. Yeah. So, um, you know, when the sales guy's out trying to pick up new accounts or looking to get into canning, the production guy's like, man, I'm tired. <laughs> you, yeah. know, I, you know, I, I can't do that. So even though I, I know I want to grow business and I want to drive our business further, um, the, the next one of the big steps for us is for me to, to bring somebody in that I can, I can start to get to, yeah. you know, start out as an assistant brewer and eventually. Now do you, do you have, um, your beer in, in local businesses around town? Does it all stay pretty much at Ghost Harbor at your business or do other restaurants serve it yet? Or how do you actually make that jump if they don't? 
Yes, the restaurants do. We, okay. We're able to self-distribute in North Carolina, meaning that the brewery can just throw a keg over their shoulder and walk it down, you know, and drop it off at a bar. Okay. Um, in Virginia, you, you and, and several other states, you have to go through a distributor. Okay. So for us being able to do that, it's one barrier that we didn't have to overcome. Because uh, if you're going to go through a distributor, you have a certain volume you have to hit and just a lot of other things. So, um, we, you know, we paired up right away with um, – our, our neighbor Hop and John's restaurant mm-hmm. is at 606 A East Colonial Avenue. Right. Um, and initially, I didn't want to do uh, distribution, but he really forced my hand on it, I'm, and I'm glad he did. Jim's a great guy, so yeah. um, and it works out really well. Um, we also have as there's four restaurants we're on full time here um, in Elizabeth City, and they offer Ghost Harbor. Yes, sir. Okay, yeah, yeah. Along with their other their other stuff, uh, Tabby actually took a picture of it, or you know, it was it really didn't hit me until I saw it, but it was just our our tap handle sitting next to it was a a Bud Light and like a Land Shark Lager or something, yeah. and just took a, and it's just it's crazy because you know That's we amazing. Grew, we grew up drinking yeah. you know Bud Light and to see our tap handle next sure. to it, I know yeah. it's you know for the craft beer market likes to kind of you know poo poo on the big beer or whatever but you know that's they figured it out they figured it out and it's still just you know first time i ever saw our tap on next one was just kind of a a wow moment now has ghost harbor still does it still remain in the elizabeth city area i mean can you can you cross line yet to virginia can you get it up there yet or is there some to cross to virginia we'd have to do go through a distributor in virginia yeah right now we're in carolina we're down in the outer banks um, and then we're also in Edenton and Hertford. Okay. So that's great. So it's taken off. Yes, sir. That's awesome. Let me, let's back up a little bit. Cause I'm, I'm interested. I know that it, it could not have possibly been easy to open a brewing company. You know, I'm talking about the actual building, the remodeling, you know, finding a location, all that. I mean, sometimes that's a huge barrier. You know, people have this dream of opening a restaurant or they, you know, they, they're a great cook, you know, or a chef, but, you know, getting into a building and finding the location. So I know that had to be somewhat of a challenge. So just give us a, I know you can't give all the details, but just a little general process. What did it look like when you, you know, first said, Hey, I think I want to open a brewing company to, Hey, we're opening tomorrow night. I mean, there was a, how long did that take? You know, was it more difficult than you expected? Was it easier than you expected? Just kind of give us an overview of that process. Well, uh, like I had said earlier in the in the, in the beginning, um, one of the paths, that, like I said, the door opened right back up was the chance meeting with uh, George and Blair Jackson. Uh, and they in, had a they had a desire for a brewing company too. Is that correct? Yes, yeah. yes, yeah. He he owns uh, they own uh, Hop and John's building and and the okay. one that we're in. And we actually met him inside the Hop and John's building before they, they had opened it. And um, Mr. Jackson had actually he put together an LLC of uh, you know a brewing company and part of the plan was you know for us to sign on to be part of that and then we would collaborate together with him and the partners he'd put together to to you know open open that brewing company. Now, did you know Mr. Jackson before Hoppin' Johns? No, very first okay. meeting. Yeah. Wow. Now this was a meeting when we first met with them. That was their take on how they wanted to approach yeah. us. So he really took a chance on you guys, and you guys took a chance on him. Well, halfway through that meeting, Tabby and I kind of went out, you know, talked to each other, and it's like we had actually set up Ghost Harbor. You know, we had set up our, our LL or our S Corp, and we're going. It's just like you know, part of the four person LLCs people get it started, but then ultimately it's going to be me as brewer and running it. Um, so we we had a discussion and went back in and said, Mister, you know, Mister Jackson, how do you feel about this? How about we as the brewing company, Ghost Harbor, just lease the building from you? 
And he goes, well, sure. <laughs> so wow. it was kind of, uh, you know, we were so nervous to ask him okay. that. And he just kind of looked at us and said, sure. Okay. So, so he owned the building that yep. you're in now. Yes. Okay. Yeah. And then, it, so that, that's how the project got started. And I tell you, something drove me to ask him that because, you know, I, you know, we were, we knew we wanted to open a brewery. Um, I wasn't necessarily comfortable with, with doing, you know, the, uh, joining with an, another, another group, you know, yeah. group to, to brew it. We, we really wanted to do our own. Um, so when, when I asked him, you know, fully expecting that to be another 30 minute to hour long back and forth. And he just looked at us and said, sure. Um, and then I said to myself, wow, I can't, I can't believe he, he agreed that easy. And then he looks at me and goes, have you, let's go look at the building. (laughs) Okay. So you, you actually asked Lisa and you hadn't even looked at it. I hadn't even looked at it yet. Yeah. So, uh, what what was your thought when you walked in? Well, yeah, when we crawled through the (laughs) hole in the wall to get into the building, it was kind of like, no wonder he said, yeah. (laughs) Well, (laughs) technically there's a door, but then once you got through the rickety door, there was a hole. (laughs) (laughs) But, um, yeah. And, and. From the and he was, he was he was good to go from the beginning. And we worked out a deal. It's like you get us to a certain point with the building, um, and then we'll take over from there and build the brewery. And we worked out a, a lease that was on. And, and both of him and I were both taking a chance on it. You know, he didn't know how. And we, I mean, at the time, the, if I have pictures of that alley where there's you know just trash and fences, yep. and it was just it was a mess. Um, you know, and. It, it, for both of us, really, yeah, it was just kind of a, you could tell we were both dreaming, you know, yeah. and just said, hey, we'll do it. And then through the whole process from the build out to the back and forth motivation, just, you know, he'd call me and say, are you sure you still want to do this? And when I would be doubtful, I'd call him and go, are you, you know, are you, you, you can't return that concrete you had poured in, right? You know, it was, it was <laughs> always both of us trying to really drive each other. And it worked out great. You know, there's times Mr. Jackson will come to me and say, hey, you know, Every time I see this place packed, I'm I'm always wishing I'd have let you I'd have done the LLC thing, but then I see your truck here at one o'clock in the morning or seven again the next morning when you're in here brewing, and I go, man, I'm glad I didn't do it. Yeah. So, um, what are what are a few hurdles you guys face that you oh maybe man. didn't expect? <laughs> oh, there's so many. Yeah, um, yeah. When, when we started, uh, breweries were not even in the zoning ordinance uh, for okay. Elizabeth City, so that was a, an initial hurdle right off the bat was was getting that done. And you know, the, the city was, uh, you know, they had drafted a, a version right off the bat that, that and, and nothing, you know, you know, not saying anything negative, but it put breweries out of business before you ever opened. It had a, a limitation um, to tie in um, your sales with uh, food. Um, like how, you know, a bar or whatever is done. But, you know, we distribute beer. So it's to have 30% of our gross sales to have to come from food just really makes a brewery not, not feasible here. And one other thing with that was we, we wanted to work together with local restaurants, not really have to open something to compete right. with them. So they had to change the zoning, change the policies to make this work for you? They had to create one. Oh, they had to create one. Yeah, in okay. the creation process, that first draft was the one that was just, oh, no. And then, uh, then we, there was two, three... I think on the fourth draft we got it right. You know. What did that look like? Do you have to go before the city or yeah, yes, council okay. meetings and uh, planning and uh, yeah. A lot was of there any time during that that period you thought this is just not going to work, or did they work with you well? Like I don't know how that. You know, they they did. I, it wasn't, of course. You know, in the first council meeting, I leave out of there a little little frustrated. But moving forward, working with the planning department. Um, 
it was, you know, they, they would take our ideas and go, it, it, ultimately we ended up finding a very, uh, you know, brewery friendly area like Asheville um, and kind of said, let's just kind of, you know, look at what they're doing down there because yeah. it's, it's working for them. Right. Uh, and we'll do that here. It, you know, and one of the concerns was that the place would become like a nightclub and everything. Mm-hmm. I kept saying, guys, I promise you, wait, wait till I open, you'll see. The brewery's just, that's just not, that's not the scene for them. Um, and, uh, you know, eventually, again, that was that was one of the hurdles that, that we, we had to get through. Um, and Tabby, she's awesome. I know she was saying earlier, you know, she does the support thing. But really, I, you know, she she keeps the, the ship steady. I'm 100 miles an hour a hurricane. Uh, yeah. Just never, you know, spinning, spinning, spinning. And she's always keeping keeping things in line. And we never would have gotten our federal permits if it wasn't for her. So I don't know if you want to talk about that process. But yeah. no, t- Tell us what a federal permit is for this and why do you need a federal permit, et cetera. Well, as a... Um, He'll have to go through the TTB, which is, uh, what is that, tobacco, tax and trade, tax bureau, and trade bureau or whatever. Yeah. So you have to get a brewer's notice from them to say, yes, I can um, manufacture beer or whatever. So that application process in itself is long, and it's kind of drawn out, and everyone that's part of the business has to go on there, and their background checks, all of the, all the stuff that you have to get um, permitted through. So it was just... When I look back at how much we actually did, I kind of wonder if there was, you know, something had to have just been guiding us to do it. Because I'm like, we did that, we did this, we did, oh my gosh, I can't remember. Oh, and then, you know, I'll get people asking me, hey, do you remember doing your special use permit, like through the city? That was actually longer than our federal permit. Um, It's just a long process. And then when there's all these things out there and it's like different working parts, and then they all have to come together for you to open mm-hmm. and it's near impossible so like how did that all come together wow. it did though and did, did you did you meet your initial goal or did you have to extend it out no we were we we barely met it we we said we would open the fall of 2017 okay um and i was expecting hopefully late august you know to get some pilot batches ran through the brew house and then you know do some soft openings well there's delays and in, in equipment being delivered and just the build out of everything we self-performed a lot of this stuff inside tabby and i took a, a loan on our house uh, to be able to fund the construction, and, and we self-performed a lot of it, um, and then we also had some great, you know, friends and, and family along the way that, that helped us out. Um, but uh, eventually, we ended up barely meeting our goal. We opened up December twentieth, which is the last day of fall, because I yeah. was like, "Hell or high water." <laughs> so you made it. Yes, yeah. <laughs> we, we I would actually, say that we were in a good spectrum of saying that we opened when we said we would. Yeah, I don't comparatively. think that's bad at all. I mean, yeah, like we were only like two or three months yeah, off of what we wanted, really and that was because of equipment delays mostly. Yeah, mostly um, that. Everything else was in place. All our permits were ready. All of our, you know, the stuff from the city. All of everything was pretty much ready to go. We were just waiting on some parts for um, his brew house to come in, and then we, you know, have to manufacture some right. beer so we can serve it. But uh, that was the only delay I really remember. And it's it's like, funny. The very first batches of beer ran through that brew house. You know, just they, there was some efficiencies that were off or whatever, but the beer tasted well enough we could turn it loose. So I mean, we yeah. didn't, there was no what, chance. What, for what was the what was the initial reaction of customers? I mean, here I mean that had to be somewhat. Yeah. You had to be a little nervous or just concerned i mean this is your product i mean this is what you've been working on and sure you've got some friends that have told you you know i like it or obviously you know tabitha is honest about i like it or i don't or what but then you release it to people who really do not care about you you know they're giving you one shot right and they're going to be harsh you know oh that sucks you know or wow that was great how did that feel to know that you're 
baby, if you will, almost was being handed out to strangers. Well, we we, we had a little bit of a, a taste on that for uh, the Rhythm and Brews Festival that year was in October. Hmm. And I didn't have my brew house in, I, you know, I can say it now because it's all said no, but all that beer we served, that was still brewed on my, you know, 10-gallon homebrew system. Yeah. So <laughs> that was, uh, but we, we got we got feedback there, um, and that felt good. I mean, you know, I'm, I'm back there serving beer to people and can barely contain myself from crying, to be honest with you. It was just amazing um, just to see the turnout at the festival. And, you know, we had like a line at our booth, and it just felt so good. Did you um, get initially, was it received well? Yes, sir. Okay. Yeah. Great. Yeah. yeah. Um, that. That, that that event went well, and that that really gave gave me some confidence to moving it moving forward. Um, and then when we opened, uh, we did a, a, a tasting event December first at the brewery. It was one of our first times open, and uh, you know it was you know line line out the door. It was just you know, and I I didn't see that coming. You know yeah. that was for us. We were just kind of hoping that it would be, you know, just if we can get you know forty people in here that we would be, we would be excited. Um, and then you know to have that that reaction then december 9th the same thing um and then the feedback feedback was good um you know it's tough you're right it's it's hard you know because you you, i'm i'm i only taste the flaws in in my beer so to to you know i'm sitting there going oh that's a little thin or the actually mulligan my dry irish stout is named mulligan because the first time i brewed it i was like i'll be doing this again this is not good but we you know we i kept giving it to people and they're like thomas this is good it's a good stout so you know we went ahead and put it to market and i mean right away just took right off was one it's one of our one of our it's been on our menu ever since that day we have to keep that beer because people are like where is that one and i was like it's funny because we were gonna like redo that beer (laughs) yeah so it's um it's become a, quite a staple. <laughs> is Ghost Harbor beer today much different than it was when you brewed it in your ten gallon, you know, brewery back home? Huh? Yeah, that's, that's a good question. Um, you know, yes. I mean, it, it's it's gotten better. Um, it's gotten more consistent, um, and that's the hard part. You know, brewing beer, brewing good beer is hard, and brewing good beer again, you know, harder. I believe uh, Ken Grossman from uh, Sierra Nevada says that, and it's it's true. You know, I'll get a batch of uh, a beer, and it's just you, you brew it again. And it's an organic process. You know, you have different, you know, same grain, but you know, different, you know, different yield. Uh, you know, whichever year you grab it, same thing for hops. Each time you get those, it's a, just subtle changes. Um, and then, you know, by the time you get the recipe tweaked a little bit, you know, through that brewing, you know, a couple batches of it, you got a new batch of hops that you got to work with. So um, it's 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 definitely gotten it's consistent consistent. Um, it's consistently, you know, good. And I, it can go to market. Um, I haven't a knock on wood. Gosh, I don't want to jinx myself, but I hadn't had to dump a batch out in quite some time. Yeah. Uh, thought about it. Yeah, uh, thought about it. Thought about it. But uh, people you leave always like, what? That's good. Yeah. What? what? Why didn't you like it? Because <laughs> I'll do it. You know, if I'm not happy with it, you know, it's not going to market. And yeah. and, and luckily for us, we're at the size brew house where we can make those those decisions. If it's if it's not something that I would order another of, that's our rule. You ask about the taste of it. It's just like mm-hmm. you drink one. Would you buy another one? And if and if I won't, then uh, you know we don't take it to market. So um, and it's a blessing to be able to, to make those to be able to. Can do you that. possibly sit down today and enjoy a? A glass of beer without criticizing and thinking through the flavors and 
No, know, I, <laughs> I can't. Yeah. yeah, for for our beer, I, I really just. I mean, there's some that's like that's good. You know, I, I'll go and say that's that's good. You know, and, and I'll leave that recipe alone. But I always there's always something. You know, always something you can tweak or, or play with. And then when I go drink, you know, other beer from from people, and I just say, man, that's good. I got some work to do. Hmm. You know, and I love that feeling. Yeah, because you know, that's always trying to improve. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's, it's just well, if you if you sat down with a young couple, that's pretty pretty much where you guys were you know, a while back, and they said they wanted to do this in their town. You know, they were inspired by you guys. And I am sure there are many things you could teach them and share with them, but what, what's maybe one thing that if you could go back and do it again and you would share with them, let me tell you, you know, here's something I didn't know that I wish I would have known then, or here's one thing I would have done different with our city, or here's one thing I would have done different with, you know, the remodeling process. Just what, what is something that you would probably give to them that would be helpful, something you learned through that process? In the very beginning, Tabby and I said to each other as we were looking at this, how big this was to pull off. And, you know, I said, uh, how do you eat, how do you eat an elephant one bite at a time? And that's that's a, you hear that. That's an old cliche saying. But we said that to each other and then sat down and did it whenever we were frustrated, whenever we hit a, a wall, whenever it was overwhelming, you know, from mm-hmm. both of us. She would support me when I was struggling and I would support her when, when she was struggling through it and just like eat, eat, eat the elephant. Don't come up for air. Do not. Don't don't. And like if you accomplish something, you pulled something off, like don't even stand back and look at it. Just keep 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 working on it. You know, you've got to get through that entire elephant. Um, that there was were plenty something. of opportunities uh, just from what I've heard so far um, to quit. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, and a lesser leader, a lesser uh, passionate person would have quit. As soon as they come up against this, they say, you know, well, this is not going to work. You know, what what was I thinking? You know, nobody's mm-hmm. going to build a brewing company in Elizabeth City, that kind of thing. But you guys kept pushing, kept pushing. You, you were willing to ask, you know, Mr. Jackson. You were willing to, to get in there and do a lot of the work yourself. You were willing to keep improving. Um, a lot of people, you know, just quit. As soon as they hit one or two hurdles, it's like, well, you know, I tried and it didn't work. Mm-hmm. But you guys kept moving forward. And mm-hmm. that's where you are today. Yes, that's sir. awesome. We did. We hit walls with everything or there's so much um, when you actually go to do something like, you know, your permitting process or you're, you know, you just have no experience with it. You don't know. You you just do what you can. And then if it gets messed up, you try it again, you know, or you resubmit or you redo something or you or you read more about it. And I think the whole process for everything, every aspect of it has been like, well, I don't know. I guess when I was doing it, I just did it. But looking back, I'm like, man, if I had to do that again, I might just say, no, no, I'm not doing yeah, that again. Right. Oh, I'm not going through that again. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah. On this podcast. You just have to keep going. You have to just yep. not see the wall. Yep. You have to pretend it's not there. And that's just what you have to do. Yep. And yeah. And, and one key to that is, is on the podcast that I was listening to. It was a uh, Brew strong on that on brewing network. Another shout out. Yeah. But uh, uh, Jamil Zana chef is a guy's a home brewer who became a professional brewer and has has breweries all around the world now. And one thing that he said, and I was, you know, was that you got to make sure your spouse is with you. Mm-hmm. If, if you're married, you got to make sure your spouse is on board because this is going to be all consumed. It is going to consume everything. And luckily for for me, you know, Tabby loves craft beer. You know, she actually got me into craft beer. Um, she liked craft beer before I did. I was yeah. always like, ah, that's too fancy. I'll stick with my Bud Light. But right. um, she uh, 
she and and supported me and support oh my gosh and the, just like the all the paperwork and everything else and she she wanted it as bad as i did like i could handle the technical and the building and all that stuff but and i could you know I'm, i like paperwork and stuff but to do to have thought of ever to have done it all it's not but to be able to so so if if tabitha would have been a hurdle that would have been a hurdle you could not have overcome. Yes, yes. If your spouse is not on board or your significant other is not on board with, with the project, do not start it. And no. and, and that's from everything. That's from opening a brewing company to lawn sure. care or whatever because I could, I mean, they, it takes. That's one thing I think people have a myth about, you know, that owning a restaurant's glamorous, you know, or owning a brewing company's glamorous. And, you know, all you do is walk in and make sure everybody gets their work done and pick up the big check. Mm-hmm. And it's like yeah. it is. You, it couldn't be any 60, further 80 from 80 hours a week you're consumed yeah. at this and and in restaurants and, and same thing would be with you guys you know you're working when everybody else is off mm-hmm. you know their 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 downtime is mm-hmm. when you're working because they're coming to your place after work they're coming to your place on the weekend so you've got to work when everybody else is somewhat relaxing mm-hmm. so yeah. your schedule's a little flip-flop you know you've got to figure out how to how to how to be on all Friday night, all all day Saturday, you know. That's, That's been hard. Yeah, um, I bet. With our family, um, just uh, the actually operating your business, you know, actually working the business, like so, you know, there's everything that needs to be done before, and then when you're actually, you know, being that one that serves the beer, mm-hmm. you know, every night that we're open, um, we've just kind of um, we did the about a year of that where we pretty much just did it with um, help of one or two people. And now we've kind of, I was like, I can't do this another year, not with the, the ages of our yeah. children. So I've kind of backed off on the serving part. But for a long time, like I look back even on that and I'm like, how did I do that? How did I, how did, how did we do this? Just sacrificing yeah. and then knowing that there's something beyond it and, and yeah. you'll get there. Yeah. And then when you finally do get there, it's like, okay, you can take a little bit of breath, but then there's something else that, you know, sure. you have to deal with. But that part for me was, it was hard to always just like constantly be going and then, you know, having late nights and then coming home and like, thank goodness our oldest daughter is the age she is. Cause we couldn't have done this if she was, if all of our kids were, were younger or not the ages that they are. So it, you know, it is all consuming unless you want to just hire somebody from the beginning, but then you're letting go of everything that you have control of. You have yeah. to have, we are very funny brand. about like, it's we are, product. this is our business. We will not be too shy to work it. Um, yeah. We'll be sitting back here serving your beer until, you yeah. know, it makes sense for us not to do that. Yeah. So we were, we worked every part of it until we are, you know, you, it's hard to let go of, yeah. you know, it's like a child, like I'm not letting this go. You can't babysit, like, right. you know, so. How did, how did your kids adjust at the beginning? You know, and I should, I should also, I said earlier, make sure your spouse is on board and then make sure your, your family, your kids and, you yeah. know, heck, even grandparents are on board too. But, yeah. uh, for, for the kids initially it was, I believe it was fun. You know, they're like, Hey, they're coming in and help with the construction phase and everything else. And then when it when it when it hit and we first opened they were there and they you know they were just as excited as we were to see the amount of people there and everything else but then you know it didn't take long before it really started to wear on them you know you could see that they were that they were they were tired too um and i can remember setting them down and saying you know hey hey kids just 
it's close. It's close. Just hang on. Just hang on with this, and we'll get to the point where we won't have to be as absent as we are. It's just we just got to get get this yeah. get this thing running, get some traction. And I remember my middle daughter; she was just crying. I just I said, "Telling you, honey, it's it's we'll get there." And um, it and it did. It happened. It's not like it happened overnight. It's just now. You know, we're home on Fridays, yeah. or you know, it's right. it's you know, it's it's you know, we we finally got to the point where you get to see your mom and dad again. How do, um, how, do, how do they see it now? I th- I feel like they still feel like it, it's a work in progress. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't think it will never um, just be just relaxed or whatever. But we, I think that they, all three of them kind of take a pride in it, mm-hmm. um, just like we do. And they're proud of what, you know, we've done. They, they like wearing our shirts and right. they like, they like saying, hey, you know, you know, she'll, my oldest one, like one of her teachers will realize that, you know, that her parents are the owners and she's like, yeah, my parents own that place. She won't even bring it up or, you know, right. whatever. And she, you can tell she kind of, she, she's a little bit, uh, you know, she's proud. proud of it. Yeah. You know, she's got some pride in it, but yeah, she doesn't great. go, she doesn't go around like too much with it. And then I'm like, honey, you can't, I don't know if you can wear that <laughs> to school, <laughs> but nobody's ever said anything right. to her. So, yeah. Um, and we thank her and we make her, we, I let her know all the time. That she's part of the team, sure. you know, it's just like, Hey, you know, you're, you're you're a big reason we're able to do this. Yeah. You know, if you weren't if you weren't able to you know hang out and you know do what you do for for the rest of us, and it's great. like she's happy. She's like you know we pay her car insurance and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> so she's <laughs> she's like, hey, that works for me. Right. I'll yeah. babysit my brother and sister. You know, so on well, I, I have one more question about your your business. Then I want to talk to you guys just a few minutes about personal. This your personal side. Uh, what's what's your ultimate goal? I mean, as far as with Ghost Harbor, is that to open you know, to expand where you currently are. I don't know if you can or not open a second location, um, at a restaurant, add food to it, you know, kind of what's, what do you, where do you see yourself a few years from today or even 10 years from today? What would you like to see happen? When we started the, the when we started Ghost Harbor, we, we had, we started small, we started within our means and, um, our plan was always to do that and grow organically, you know, as the market in our area increased, then, then we would, you know, get a larger brew house and expand our hours and expand our, our, our employees, uh, you know, the people who work with us, uh, our team. Um, and that was, that's, you know, our, our end goal is regional, regional size uh, distributing. You know, I like to be in, in multiple states and, um, you know, be able to, to have, you know, a very large production facility and then run a lot of distribution. Um, How far can you go where you currently are? Oh, where I currently am, we, you know, we'll probably be tied into the Albemarle region yeah. there. I don't know how much, it, how much space is required if you went, you know, into several cities and... You know. Yeah. Well, I mean, also one thing that we want to do is is get a larger production facility. It's it's hard to find a production facility that also meets the you know tasting room requirements as far as like location and and you know how it looks and you know to find a great place. So for, for us, it's really you know get a location to be able to do our larger scale production because at its at its simplest form, a brewery is is a manufacturing facility. We, you know, I'm in there every day, all day, making a product, and then we open the tasting room at nights and we can be able to sell that product um, and then also distribute it. But that's our plan is to find a larger production facility. Our our little place in our alley, it's it's you know it's, that's home for us. I, you know, I, I, I will, you know as far as as far as we can see, we're, we're going to always maintain a tasting room in that area and then find another another facility to put. Uh, you can have three satellite uh, locations in North Carolina, so that's our, but you know really that's once we get our our large um, 
manufacturing facility put together, then we can really, really, really take off. Yeah, yeah we're not done yet. Yeah. yeah. We're just, we, I think, I feel like we're always probably saying, okay, we've got the first like one or two steps done and we've probably got like so many more. I can't even tell you a number, but like we're not done. Yeah. <laughs> we're we still so, have a lot of elephant Our dream yeah. is not yeah. where, you know, we've always, you know, wanted well, to end it. I certainly wish it, you guys so. the best on that. I hope, it, I hope it happens exactly the way you want it to and I hope it just explodes in a beautiful way. Thank you. Awesome. Yeah. Well, what what about, what have you got you guys outside of, of ghost Harbor? You know, what do you have any hobbies, anything you guys do kind of when you're off and you just enjoy, you know, whether it's hiking or biking or reading or gardening or, you know, it could be anything. What do you, what do you do? I like being home. Okay. I, I realize that so much. Yeah. (laughs) I like my family. I like being home. I like, uh, to read a book. Um, yeah. I like simple things. Right. Uh, we like to travel. Um, we don't do much of it right now, but um, I'm a very, I'm very, I'm a shy person. Mm-hmm. Um, I try to hide that a lot when I have to, you know, hide that I'm shy. Sure. <laughs> so I usually over talk when I'm nervous, which is, you know, I've been really trying to make sure I, I, I was do just going to tell you to be quiet. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, yeah. I'm, so so a great day off for you it would be just go home and and stay there for a while because you probably aren't there that often anymore yeah, with all the work yeah. you have to do. And I like find being a good home. book and just read or something like that. Doing, just yeah. having my, my family home and yeah. just cooking dinner and yeah. just doing normal stuff. That's really I think what drives me the most as a person yeah. I, mean, I don't think I realized that till we did all this but um yeah, yeah <laughs> I like I being it. home with yeah. my family and what about you Thomas um I, I like to read I read a lot of books and um st- I still read about brewing and and um, you know everything um you know you got to always continue to, to grow your knowledge but I tell you uh I, I like to veg out and play some video games with my son yeah <laughs> that's that's a lot of fun you know I'm uh <laughs> Uh, him and I are, you know, we're, we're, you know, buddies there and have, have a good time. What's playing. the game right now? What are you enjoying? Oh, right now we're, we're really playing, uh, it's destiny Two. It's, uh, it's funny destiny. The first one, one day I'm gonna sit down and write a book about how I really did get this brewery started. And yeah. I tell you, there's video games, video are games are involved <laughs> wow, uh, really? in a big way in us getting, uh, you know, <laughs> I, I very big way. So it's, it's funny. One day I'll, I'll, I'll we yeah. got some time. That'd I'll tell be you that story. people to read. But, um, you know, I like doing that in travel. Tabby mentioned travel. I've never been a big fan of traveling, but, you know, in, in when I was younger and stuff, you know, it's just like for me, it's I don't like to, to travel. I just like to get where I'm going, you yeah. know. So he doesn't enjoy the ride. There, there's no fun in the ride. You don't like the, the process. Ride. You like the goal. Yeah. Correct, yeah. I'm the opposite. I'm like, let's stop yeah. here and yeah. do that. And I'm like, I don't care about the world's biggest ball of wax. Let's go. <laughs> so I just want to get where we're going. But um, it, and I remember this, uh, listening to this podcast again and hearing where that, that, that where Jamil had gone and the places he was traveling to and everything. I said, man, beer is a route for me to be able to go to Germany or to go mm. to, you know, Japan or these places. I, I had always just resolved that I would never see it, never see it. And that's, I think that's part of the reason I just never thought about it because that just wasn't going to happen for me. Yeah. And then now, you know, we, you start to get to a certain size brewery, you know, you can, you can really go see these places right. and, you know, kind of go, I need to do some research on said product in, you know, Munich. I yeah. was, let's go. Uh, <laughs> so um, I, I'm starting to get some, some passion about, about that. But really, yeah. I'm like Tabby, you know, hanging out with the kids, yeah. just vegging out on the couch, playing yeah. some games. You know? Well, yeah. we, we've talked a lot about drinking as far as beer. Uh, <laughs> what about food? You guys have a favorite food? What do you, what do you never get tired of eating? Uh, 
Pastina. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Nobody knows what that is. Yeah. <laughs> no, <laughs> I don't know. Uh, I like to go out to eat. I Man. enjoy some good food. But uh, Are you Italian fan? Asian yes. fan, just good American food. What I like uh, Italian food. Italian food, yeah. yeah. Yeah, for me, I'm I'm I make a garbage disposal. I'll eat anything. There's <laughs> we really, go to Mexican a lot too. Yeah, we go know. to Mexican places and <laughs> right. yeah. There's a I'm a, I'm a sucker for a really well done steak. Mm. Um, you know that's yeah. That's me probably, too. Yeah. I don't think I could ever turn. My dad told me the story. He got, he got his first steak when he was 18 years old. At a, really? You know, yeah. So. And he loved them, you know, but uh, he grew up, you know, back in, you know, 40s and, you know, poor and right. one shoe uphill to school, and, right. you know, that whole thing. But I always thought, you know, you know, for me, I miss him. My dad, he, you know, left us about five years ago. But whenever I eat steak, I always think of that man. Yeah, so that's my, that's, that's one Well, if you could, if you could sit down and have and uh, enjoy a, enjoy a beer with anyone, <laughs> uh, past or present, who, who would you pick and why? And mine went simply. I, I just alluded to it, be my dad. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Um, oh, I've never even thought about this question. I know. If most I could enjoy people a beer with somebody. Yeah. If you could just sit down and talk, you could have an opportunity to ask them questions, talk with them, catch up. Maybe it's somebody who lived a long time ago, but you've always kind of, you know. I do not have a good answer yeah, to that question. Okay. I have no but idea. It, but Thomas, <laughs> it would definitely be your dad. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's one thing I miss. Uh, he never got to taste one of my beers ever. Oh, now, he yeah. was he didn't drink or anything. My right. dad, he would get a thing of crown for Christmas, and yeah. it would last until next Christmas. You know, <laughs> right. he, he wasn't he wasn't a, a drinker. Um, but and you'd I, love for him to see what you've done. Oh, yeah. And yeah for him to. Yeah. That's great. Know. Yeah, he was. He, I I grew up making his coffee for him, yeah. and um, uh, he I knew I could still make it to this day. I, I know how to make exactly how he liked it. So I like to think whenever I'm making my porter or my stouts that yeah. that would be one he would like because wow. you know he, he he had gone to Germany in, in the army and he was in the military and he used to tell me about German beer when he did drink. So um, you know, and all I ever drank was again was Budweiser or something yeah. like that. So he would you know he never said much about it, but to think that he could he could have something with that much flavor that yeah. makes me think you know that's that's, that's great. Yeah, that's yeah. great. Well, uh, two more things, two more questions. One, if somebody comes into uh, Ghost Harbor, somebody new listening to the podcast, didn't even know you guys were there, they're like, man, I like a good craft beer. I'd love to come in. What, what do you promise them? What can they count on? I, I can promise them that they will be, you know, they'll be treated like they're the. Yeah, we know. try to treat our customers with, you know, as much respect as, yeah. as we can. I mean, they're coming in to, to, and, you know, to pay us, you know, a premium price for, for a product. And, you know, for us, it's all about customer service. We really want to make sure that, you, that, you know, people feel comfortable, um, inviting, um, you know, we promise that you're going to have, you know, you will be, you're going to have a good time. Um, you know, we do a lot of samples. The last thing I want somebody doing is sitting out drinking a pint of beer, uh, that they're not completely happy with. Right. Um, you know, knowledgeable staff and the people that work with us, we have a very great team, uh, behind our bar that, that'll, you know, you know, guide you to the right beer. Um, and I, you know, I tell, I tell our team all the time and that's special. That person standing in front of you, that's a special person, you know, that they've been working for however many hours it takes to earn the money that they're going to give us for our product. You got to make sure that, 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 that that you treat them like that, you know, it's great. Well, you guys have an amazing place there. It's beautiful. It's great. Great environment. And it sounds like your product is doing really well. So that's awesome. Thank you so much for your time. I've really enjoyed getting to know your story and kind of where you guys are and where you're headed. 
and I'm hopeful all the people listening uh, will just watch. Even if they don't from this, if they're from this area, hopefully they'll come in, and if they're not, they'll watch kind of from a distance as you guys grow and expand. Yeah. So what's Thank what's you. the best way for anybody to contact you? Do you prefer Facebook? Do you have an email, or do you what's what's the best? We'll put it in the in the notes at the bottom okay. of the podcast. But I'm just curious, what's the best way for people to get up with you? If they got questions, if they just want to ask you, maybe they're brewing. You know, they're mm-hmm. starting out. And they'd love to talk to somebody who's not, you know, super big yet. Just kind of where they are, and they'd love to get some questions answered or whatever. Yeah, the best way to get a hold of us is uh, via email. Okay, and it's a uh, cheers at ghostharborbrewing.com. Okay. And, um, you know, shoot us a message that comes to both Tabby and I, um, and we both monitor our email and we'll get back with you. Um, you know, our, our phone number, you can check out our website. That's yep. uh, ghostharborbrewing.com. Okay. Um, our phone number is listed there. That's the reason right. I bring that up. And so is our, our website. You can also shoot us a message uh, on Facebook at Ghost Harbor Brewing. Um, and then I, yeah, I certainly do. I welcome any any brewers or people who are looking to build a, build a brewery or just need some advice. Um, please reach out to us. We we yeah, I feel like you know answering those questions helps me. You know, I learn every time I answer right. a question. Um, Great. Well, thank you guys so much. Wish you all the best. Thank you. Thank you. All right. Thanks again for listening to this episode of the Imperfect Leader Podcast. As I mentioned at the beginning, please go by iTunes and give us a five-star rating and share this podcast on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Also, I'd love to interact with you. You can reach me by visiting scottneal.me or like my page on Facebook at facebook.com slash scottneal online. I'd love to know what you're thinking and answer any questions you have.